Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Culture Podcast. But this just ain't any episode. This is the one year anniversary of the Culture Podcast. And I am so fucking happy to say that it started bi-weekly. We went weekly like maybe two months in or something. I forget the episode number. We're close to 50, but that's besides the point. Been doing this a year, and I just want to thank everyone for listening, whether this is your first time or this is your close to 50th time. I don't, As I said, I don't remember the number of fucking episodes I did. But anyway... Just want to say thank you so much for supporting this. Gotten to talk to so many amazing people that do amazing stuff, still doing amazing stuff. So hit that back catalog if this is your first time and cruise around, see the guests, read the descriptions, meet new people. As I said, they're fucking fantastic. And if you or anyone you know, create music, art, poetry, photography, videos, whatever you want. If you're in the creative realm or someone you know is, hit me up. Love to have you on. Love to sit down, talk to you. And, you know, I'm easy going. Just shoot me a DM. With all that being said, we're going to fucking celebrate today. This is a celebratory episode for the one year anniversary. I almost said 50th anniversary. I might have turned 30, but I ain't that old yet. We are celebrating today with a clown, but not just any clown. We are celebrating with Twinkie the Clown. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going? Happy anniversary. It's an honor to be here. Ah, thanks. Ah, thank you for coming. I don't even have to pay you. This is great. I got free entertainment for the party. This is this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Now, you're you're more than a clown. You're a scare actor. You're a musician. I don't know anything else. I don't want to stream off too far, but what else? What else is Twinkie aside from a clown and a hunk of hunk of hunk of clown at that? <laughs> <laughs> well, Twinkie uh, originated at a haunt attraction called Haunted Overload in uh, Lee, New Hampshire at Merritt Hill Farms. Um, been doing that for a while, and then it developed into kids started hiring me and my girlfriend for birthday parties, who's Skittles the Clown, also over at the haunt. And then just fate brought me and Marianne Toilet together. I don't, you, I can't even explain it. We don't even know how it happened. It just happened, and then we clicked, and I started playing music. Been playing music since I was a little kid, and anything that makes a noise. I'll make noise out of it. Oh, yeah. And I didn't want to assume because I forget when we met. I forgot if you said you do like kids parties, stuff like that. But that is awesome. And now talking to Twinkie, your girlfriend Skittles. Now I'm I'm going into diabetic shock later and I'm fucking partying even more. I'm, <laughs> what was it? Heavyweights. Don't put Twinkies on your pizza. Well, I'm putting yeah. Twinkies on my pizza in honor of this episode. Uh, yeah. Take <laughs> so, a Twinkie and shove some Skittles in there. God, that that sounds like a meme that needs to be made, Oops. like cursed food items. <laughs> yeah, put it on a T-shirt. <laughs> what was it? Uh, UHF, the Twinkie Wiener sandwich, yeah. the hot dog. The, oh, God, oh. he dunks in the milk. Anyway, en en enough of cursed food items. I just ate. <laughs> um, Funny I, thing is, I, I hate Twinkies. I despise really? Twinkies. Yeah, but they, it's uh, just it's just a great nickname or clown name for my clown and 
my girlfriend Skittles was the first clown out of the two of us. And I was sitting there going, oh, I want a cool snack name like that. And I was going, Ho-Ho the Clown. No, no, that that don't work. Snowball? Eh, (laughs) No. And then I finally landed on Twinkie. And then it just fit really well. Twinkie and Skittles. Uh, and then I, now I have the honor to be playing with Marianne Toilet and playing Marianne Toilet in the Run songs. I've been a huge fan, and it's just been a wild ride so far. I kind of wish your name was Snowball, so I could just go. Yeah. Why do you call him Snowball? Well, after <laughs> you give him more when he finishes, he likes it spit back into his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. We'll do a thing together. <laughs> well, I'll bring out Snowball for Terror Tunes. Sounds good to me. Oh God, we're gonna we're gonna get kicked off the stage. <laughs> hey, if me and Marianne Toilet haven't gotten kicked off the stage yet. We won't. It's, Man, it's we played true. an all ages show, and I'm like, what do I do? Do do I take the shirt off or do I leave it on? That was like the biggest question. And then seeing oh West Side Rats is playing, I'm like, I'm taking the shirt off. <laughs> all right so let's let's kind of go to the beginning of it now and you know, as you said twinkie was birthed into this world during the haunt and all that and you know it's kind of like a more recent thing but music's always been a part of always your life? been a, always been a part of my life um i had a little punk band uh middle school called house that was just me and my friends getting together after school, playing crappy music. Half the time, we're taking Hostess snick, snack cakes, throwing them on the walls, just smashing the drum set. Best part was playing. After the set, we destroyed the whole band room. But then, you know, as you get older, you lose your friends that play instruments, and it's really hard nowadays to try to find people to play with. And yeah. then that's when... It's been years. I haven't played in years and years. And then finally, Marianne Toilet found me. And it was a blessing in disguise. Oh, she's an angel. She's an angel. I still got to get her on the show, but she's an angel. I'll work on that. I think I'm working my way into it. I sent Dingus to do some uh, intel up in Massachusetts. Excuse me. And uh, yeah, I I I think he slipped it in take that as you will anyway (laughs) so what um when you started playing music like what what instrument did you start with well i started with uh guitar when i was young my family was really huge in the country i've listened to so much country that i've hated i like hate it now i can't listen to it i'm like good god but when i was a little kid i would dance around on the coffee table with a cowboy hat to you know garth brooks Oh, wow. And and I think I believe seeing Garth Brooks play like live on an old VHS, what made me have a great stage presence, just seeing him run around the whole stage it, it was amazing as a kid. So yeah. I got an acoustic guitar, got some lessons. And then, you know, as I got older, I'm like, give me an electric. I want distortion. And then I'm like, started the band and then. In elementary school, when they had you decide what you want to play an instrument for music class. And I knew I'm like, I want that triangle because I knew that triangle was going to lead to a drum set. And then slowly did percussion. Then anything I can pick my hands up, like get my hands on, I would play. Yeah. And I play a washboard. I play a 
sample drum pad. I play the bass and Marianne toilet in the runs. I also get to do some clown acts. But essentially, where the washboard came from, there was a great band out of Portsmouth called People Like You. They asked my clown to perform on stage with them. And all I knew was like, oh, I just have their music. I listened to it. No rehearsal. Just showed up at the show and acted like I crashed the place and crashed the show. And I just had a washboard and it blew everyone out of the water that I got invited back to do it multiple times. And I would love to do it with them again. I would love to do a show with them with Marion Toilet and the Runs. But essentially, anything, you know, if it makes a sound, if it's a new instrument I've never seen before, I need to touch it. I need to play it. Like, <laughs> Marion Toilet had some amazing instruments. He has more things than a guitar center. Guitar center nowadays, they don't have too much. A guitar center too much. 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah, guitar center te- or a Sam Ash. Sam Ash. Like, last time I went was still killing it. What was that? Did you uh, up here? We had like Daddy's Junkie Music before you know oh, gu- Guitar Center came into play. Like oh, we had. I remember that as a little kid, and it was great. We had uh, Manahawkin Music, which is like mm-hmm. two towns over. It was like a mom and pop shop. They owned a bigger store up north, like a few towns, and. uh that was like always where went to go to get sticks and everything. And uh, oh, yeah, they had the rehearsal rooms and all that. I remember like going there. My buddy used one of his bass lessons to have me come in. And it was just me, him and the teacher just jamming. There's still videos online of us playing like paranoid and shit. Yeah, like. that's that's amazing. <laughs> I feel like I it's it's a memory that stays with you forever. Like the oh, yeah. first music store you've ever walked into. I feel like that's something that stays with you for the, for your life. Oh yeah, I remember like when my buddy Matt and I who had the pod when like we could venture on our bikes more than like the town or the town over. We made the trek. Like it's like a 15 minute drive. We did it on bikes and it took like an hour or so. And I remember we went because we wanted to go to Guitar Center. Uh, not Guitar Center, Mayhawk and Music. Fuck, shit, now it's plaguing me. But, yeah. um, we we rode our bikes there, and I just remember that, like, getting drumsticks, like, throwing them in my backpack. I'm like, yeah! Mm-hmm. But I have to say, you awakened a PTSD memory because you were yeah. so excited to play the triangle. Yeah. I, I joined band in school in fourth grade. Almost played trumpet. But mm-hmm. then... I just, I couldn't do it. And then they're like, oh yeah, we're having drum auditions if you want to try drum. Uh, And in my head at the time, it made no sense. Oh, if you want to try playing drums, you just hit it. Mm -hmm. So go in, I'm like, I want to play drums. My parents let me, like, you know, they were cool with it. So carrying the giant square backpack with the snare drum on the bus, all around school, staying after, and then time for practicing for the first concert comes up oh yeah nick um you're gonna be tr- playing triangle in this song and we only had one song since like we were the fourth graders the rest was all like the older kids and i look i'm like there's only four measures of triangle and she's like yeah i know and i'm like i i almost quit <laughs> I almost quit, but somehow I stuck it out. And like 
the friggin he's not listening his fucking preppy ass know-it-all kid whose mom was a drummer he could play anything he was just sitting there all heidi tidy playing snare drum well sixth grade comes around they give me a song on drums they're doing snare drum like one song i was playing like bass triangle cymbals like a whole array of stuff in one song then sixth grade comes along and i stuck it out i'm like i'm not fucking doing band in middle school and high school i got my drum set and all that yeah i'm like i'm I'm done with band after this my last band concert i had a snare drum song that like i i didn't i learned it all by ear i wasn't Mm -hmm. reading the music and i remember the kid just trying to butt his way in and the teacher going no nick's got this he's capable play the song at the concert you know nailed it and then my teacher just goes on the mic and just goes and i just want to shout out nick on snare drum he's a sixth grader he just played an eighth grade band song and i just look at the kid and i just gave him the smuggest look ever i'm like fuck you man fuck you <laughs> that's so funny yeah but the triangle re- nearly yeah. broke me <laughs> i remember uh when I used to play snare drum in band, my biggest complaint from the band teacher was like, you need a, you need to stop bopping your head around. I couldn't keep my head straight. I'm always behind their head banging to the beat. Yeah. I couldn't stand still and just up straight and just play the snare drum. And I, I never fixed it. I've always, anytime I'm playing an instrument, I just have to go hard. And even when I try not to go hard, I can't be still. <laughs> well, we'll we'll get more into it. We'll keep going down the timeline, but saw that in the videos that you do in washboard at one of the yep. Marianne shows. We'll talk we'll talk more about it. But yeah, you see you you're you're a performer, and that's how I always feel with it. Like if you're performing, unless you're like you got like good mic skills, like Marianne, very good on the mic. And when she's like, you know, not like getting into the music and singing and doing it the in-between stuff she just sits there and she interacts with the crowd she makes it an experience and it's like you know being a drummer and stuff like that or like a band member without a like when you don't have a mic i know you do backup like you gotta put some fucking energy into it yeah if you're not energetic what's why do you expect the crowd to be you know like oh yeah and we're we're adding a lot of because with me now as a clown within the band we're putting a lot of clown acts ah. i'm like it's becoming more of a spectacle performance with great music hell yeah nice i love it and we're going to be changing stuff up pretty much every show so the same show you go to one day isn't going to be this the exact same show you go see tomorrow. Yeah. It's going to, you're going to see something new every time you come out and see us. That's what we're trying to do. And that's the beauty of it. Cause that alone in itself keeps things fresh, interesting and all that. Mm-hmm. So now when you say like clown acts and all that, and you say you do kids birthday parties, you talking about like, just, I know the kids' birthday parties and a Marianne show are definitely two. Uh, they're not yeah. even sides of the same coin. One's on a dollar bill, one's on a hundred. I know Marianne will do anything for a dollar. So, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the funny thing with working with these kids shows. I was coming up with all these ideas that were very inappropriate for kids. 
that wouldn't fit with kids. But this whole birthday party thing, while we were doing it, we had a residency at a local pizza shop before COVID hit and then COVID hit. And we kind of just put that all to a stop. But parents will pay stupid amount of money if you can entertain their kids for an hour. Like we were $150 an hour. Yeah. And that's cheap. That's for an unexperienced. I looked it up on the internet. Oh, how much does a birthday clown make? And I'm like, I'm doing this. And it was parents were like, how are you doing this? I'm like, if you put on silly makeup and you stand around there acting goofy, playing games, kids will just be quiet and stare at you. It doesn't take any skill. Yeah. Well, my buddy Rudy that I had on here, he like he does like clowning and all that magic mm-hmm. and everything. He was telling me he has all these skills, amazing balloon artists. Like he made a yes. slimer and stuff. Like he can make so much stuff. As all these skills, these parents wanted to hire him for a party, but they're like, Oh yeah, we are we already have two balloon artists coming. Oh yeah, we already have two magicians coming. They had like a traveling circus coming from New York to yeah. South Jersey. They're like, well, um, he heard this idea of a tattoo station, just a temporary tattoo station, water and some yes. tattoos. When I tell you, he didn't tell the price on air. He told me how much he got paid for that. He's like, yeah. and they didn't even want me using my tattoos. They bought the tattoos for me to use. Yeah. And I looked at him. I'm like, I'm in the wrong business. <laughs> it's wild. Parents, parents will pay anything and they'll do anything for their kids so if their kids like i just want a clown there just for me to be like stupid clown they'll pay you a lot of money to do that worst part was that party with two of everything the traveling like circus and all that yeah i believe it was a one-year-old's birthday party oh my god yep typical that kid don't don't even remember it (laughs) yeah parents are living through their kid i wish you had a birthday party this cool We need a juggler. We need some fire breathers. We need some llamas. <laughs> we, got, we got Garth Brooks coming to perform live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> some band called Marianne Toilet in the Runs. I don't know. Big <laughs> thing in Massachusetts. <laughs> Is it, I, I love, too, how with when you were saying about Marianne coming to your life, you're like, she just came mm-hmm. out of nowhere, like wanting to do like music and stuff. And it's like, I met Marianne when I went up to play Shuffle Fest in New Hampshire. Yeah. And it was like, I remember we were just like talking like briefly and like passing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and all, we didn't talk too much. And I was like, I forget when we really, really like just, you know, became close and all that. And, you know, got a, got a beautiful little house and got attacked by cows in Vermont. And yeah, it's like, I forget when that all, I forget when that all happened. It just happened out of nowhere. <laughs> She's yeah. magical. She, she just, yeah. she, gets, she makes her way in. Yeah. And it's funny, this Marianne toilet doesn't even know how it happened. It was just one of those things where just, we didn't know we we're friends on Facebook. And then was like, Oh, you play music. And I'm like, yeah. And I was like, I love what you do. Oh, I need people to play with. I was like, Oh my God, I'll come on down. And <laughs> it's just been great. And that's our first three shows we did together where we went from New Hampshire down to Southern Massachusetts. 
where it was a test to see if we could spend that much time together. We've only spent like a couple hours together at practice here and there. And it worked out great. And we're both very surprised. It was very magical. There was, we stayed first place. We stayed Jeffrey, New Hampshire, middle of nowhere. It was this creepy inn that I looked up on Google and it said temporarily closed. Oh, wow. we were, we were booked. All right. And then we get there and, there was like something that happened to the hotel that it was closed for a while. And then the, he's like, we walked in, there was this creepy guy sitting there and he's like, Oh, you're early. He's like, I'm the owner of this place. And we're like, did this guy just kill the owner and like take, he's like, I need to find where the cleaning supplies is. I upgraded your room. Cause your bathroom broke. And Marianne toilet ordered, like got a room with two beds. We go out to eat. We come back. The guy's fixing up the room he's going to give us. And we notice that it's a one bed. <laughs> and I'm like, both of us were way too scared to say anything. Oh, yeah. We're just like, this is fine. He's like, no need to lock the doors. You're the only ones here tonight. Jesus I'm like, that makes it that makes it worse. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Marianne, I'm going to. Cause I haven't the first time I spent a night with Marianne and I'm like, I'm going to sleep on this old chair <laughs> and I'm sleeping on this old chair right in front of the door. And anytime I open my eyes, I'm just staring at the light. That's like an through the door frame. And it was like an inch thick of like the door frame. And I'm like, I'm just going to see a shadow or this guy's eyeball trying to peek in. So eventually I slowly, laid in bed with Marianne toilet, like right next to him. And that was a testament of, yes, we do trust each other. <laughs> and we woke up the next morning, got the hell out of there. And woke we were, up the next morning with the guy in between the two of you. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Have you ever <laughs> seen like that movie grind? I literally just fucking watched that. Like yeah, when they that, when they get the honeymoon yeah. suite, when he's like good night and throws up his underwear when he's laying on the floor, that's yeah. what I was picturing. I literally just got done watching it before this interview. That's right. <laughs> I've been watching skate movies. Clowns got good good taste. Yeah, <laughs> that they do. That they do. Yeah. I just I just noticed you're wearing a hat too of yep. a familiar face. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard of Terror Tunes, but that uh, that dude rocks, man. I don't know. I heard stories about that dude. I heard stories. Some some fucked up clown from New Jersey. Yeah, I mean, it, he always talks about things with like there's there's not with, with Dingus. There's just so much that is known and unknown. Like he's got two brothers, but he refers to one that he doesn't isn't either of the two. And all that, so it's weird. I don't know. I'm trying to figure shit out with him. He's, yeah, he's got. It seems like he's got distant relatives in all places. So it's one of those yeah. things. I just, the truth will come out one day. The truth will come out. Yeah, yeah Twinkie's the long lost brother for sure. He could be. We need a DNA test. Yeah. I, if there's one person I know that's good at extracting DNA, it's Marianne. Yeah, we'll we'll do it on stage one time. Keep it fresh. <laughs> the snowball. <laughs> <laughs> Snowball is the real father. He comes out of nowhere. 
It's actually Marianne Toilet dressed up as a clown. It, it's the innkeeper from New Hampshire dressed up as Garth Brooks. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> oh, plot twist. You left your clown nose in the room. I've tracked you down for many a days. <laughs> I don't know why my mind automatically went to another movie I watched recently was Pulp Fiction because it's been a while and I just picture the innkeeper showing up talking like uh, Christopher Walken be like it's your it's your birthright so I hit it in my ass and handed you the nose I don't know why my mind went to that oh I was about to say it's a wacky Sunday but no it's Saturday oh shit Saturday yep so in between house, by the way, I didn't get to mention before, but you were smashing Hostess products. You said along with the instruments. Yeah. And, yeah. and now your name's Twinkie. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a wild like scenario, you know, if you think about it. But yeah. I felt my my mom, you know, super pissed. Comes home, sees like you know smashed cupcakes and everything on the floor, flipped out on like my entire like band. But this is how sweet my mom is. She felt bad that she did that. Even though we deserved it, she felt bad. So had me a couple days later invite the band back, and my mom jumps out of the bushes with cupcakes and just starts throwing them at them as they approach the house. And it turned into this cupcake war outside of her house. And it just shows that, you know, these parents that have kids as musicians like you growing up with a drum set you know i grew up with a drum set when you first get a drum set you play heavy and loud and badly oh yeah you don't stop <laughs> yeah i remember i got my drum set on christmas i jumped behind it played it for 30 seconds then they're like we're putting this away <laughs> <laughs> wait when did you get your drum set i, I got a drum set when i was about 13 years old i got one for christmas my mom once i like joined band and started playing percussion what year was that wait how old are you better question if you don't mind me asking oh 34. all right so you were 16 when i was 12. when yep. i was tw well Oh, I think it was 11 or 12, but that Christmas was when I got my drum set. No way. I, I shit you not. I walked in from my grandparents and uh, yeah, it was set up in the living room. It was like eight o'clock mm -hmm. at night. I just started belting on those things. Yep. Yep. That's how, that's how <laughs> mine was. It was just set up right at the Christmas tree. See, I told you we were from the fa same family. We, we got to accept be. it. The innkeeper. That's totally. <laughs> that was you in disguise. Don't don't lie to me. <laughs> no, if it was you knew me where we're staying. If it was me in disguise, you would have woken up with a third member in the bed. But anyway, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the dream, though. That's the dream. Too bad you're too far away, you know. <laughs> or am I? <laughs> anyway, so. In between, um, in between House and Marianne, were you still like, were you playing shows with other bands, part of like other projects, or, you know, it's like growing up and people know that you've played in a band before. You, you find a lot of people that have good intentions to start a band, but 
terrible musicians. Don't know. Oh, what yeah. I've been in a bunch of bands trying to help kids play and learn instruments. That was the biggest thing for me because around when I was younger, I was the better musician out of the other kids my age. So it was just me helping them out learning different things. And what I like about working now with Marianne Toilet, there's someone that's going to elevate my, not only my music ability, but my performing ability. Oh, yeah. Thanks. As we were saying earlier, like with the shows and all that and the interactiveness with it, it's it's an experience. You're not going mm-hmm. to see Marianne Toilet in the runs. No, you're going to experience Marianne yes. Toilet in the runs. Mm-hmm. Marianne was 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 laughing because never had an issue with people sending Marianne Toilet pictures from like the set, but it was mostly me. You know, oh, wow. two pictures of Marianne Toilet, but then like ten of Twinkie the Clown. <laughs> and now we're like kind of are you like, oh, you know, this is great. And we're thinking, do we even need a third person? Like, oh, but we really want, and it's just I feel you're the only one that could fill that spot. I'm telling you now. That's why we need a drag twi- drag queen. Hmm. We need it. We need to just do a tour. Terror tunes and Marianne Toilet in the runs. Terror in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> the terror in the toilet tour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That could be fun. Please. That would definitely be fun. We'll just we'll just hit up we'll just hit up skate parks. We'll just set up outside local skate parks, just play to nobody and skate. <laughs> Dude, I I got hurt skating the other day. That's why I've been watching skate movies. I've been vicariously mm-hmm. living through them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that would be fun though. Just playing skate parks and skate shops and Yeah, we'll we'll work on it. We'll we'll talk more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's just let's just get down into it let's start talking about these marianne toilet shows that just did you know you have the story of new hampshire which that's where you said to start you started new hampshire down to southern mass yeah now, where um like where else did you two play like um this we've only done three shows together so far we did uh this beautiful theater called the park theater Jeffrey, New Hampshire. We played with Bumbling Wuhas and Low Bottomobile. Both great, phenomenal bands. Uh, it was the first show of Bumbling Wuhas tour, which I believe they're going to be back in New Hampshire on the first. And I would like to go see that show to just welcome them back. The second show we went to was in Worcester at the Raven. And we played with, you know, this little kids band color killer that. Oh, I played with them. Yeah. I met them when I met Marianne at shuffle fest. Mm -hmm. That was the all, that was the all ages show where I was like, do I take my shirt off or no? (laughs) You know? And then, but we also played with this other band. I think they were called Lizard People. It was a high school band. It was their first show ever that's like was at an actual venue. So it was fun to kick it off with them. I think we scared them a little bit. Parents <laughs> loved us. The kids ran for their lives. The parents were cheering us on. And then we 
also West Side Rats played, which was phenomenal. Really fun band. And then the Prozacs played, which I couldn't believe. And I was like a big fan of them. And I'm like, wow. And I was really excited. And they were playing with us at the next show, the next day, where we went down to the tank and Feeding Hills, Massachusetts. And that was a really fun show. Play with a bunch of different bands. Uh, ones that stuck out to me was like this Dave's shitty covers, you know, and he was opening up and it was just this kid, Dave, on an electric guitar playing covers, shitty. Oh my and God. It, it was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. It and sounds I made, amazing. <laughs> yeah, and I made great friends with him, and I told him, keep on doing what you're doing. I know you You right now, you're in between bands, and you're trying to find people and just, you know, encouraging people. Met a lot of great people in Feeding Hills. Uh, got to go up and sing with the Prozacs, which was really fun. And I think the best memory we, we had at Feeding Hills is me and Marianne Toilet went outside to kind of tune the 12 string and there was a puppy walking around outside with someone so we gave a free acoustic show to this puppy outside in the parking lot and we started singing funny faces which it was it was just a great memory that's going to stick with me forever and then seeing that puppy finally being allowed to come in to the venue with like little puppy earphones on and everyone got down on their knees and was it was like a puppy mosh pit. The puppy was like going to everyone, sniffing all around, and it just looked like a puppy mosh pit. And it was the coolest thing I've ever experienced. Oh my god! I I don't know if I don't know if I'm more amazed at the fact that there's puppy headphones. I know, right? Or, I was like, or the wow. fact that they let the dog into the show. Oh my god! They need yeah. to allow more animals at shows. I remember seeing like there's that like goat that would be at hardcore shows or something. Yeah, always seeing it online. That oh that's it now that is but yeah re- respect to the tank and feeding hills for for having such a great you know staff and venue set up and allowing our fans to just have a great time. Oh yeah. Now I I know the answer to it, but if I want to ask just in case you want to elaborate more and all that with it. Now, like you know, doing like you came in hot with Marianne Toil. It wasn't like, oh, let's Let's play a show, yeah. see how it works out. I was like, no, you're doing multiple shows in a row. We did, we did a mini spots. tour, yeah. Yeah, like, just how was that feeling? Like, you know, just after you know being in music all your life, and then just like having this just like connection come out of nowhere, and then just being like, fuck it, we're hitting the road and having great stories, great performances. Sounds like just amazing times all around. Like, how how's it feel to like be thrown into that? Uh, it's it's wild like all my life as a little kid i've dreamed of touring i've made like you know a little board game in school about going on tour where it was like you roll a dice and you move the van and you know your van would break down and you'd have to pay so much money wait hold on you telling me you invented monopoly (laughs) (laughs) a version of monopoly where it's where it's uh like going on tour and you know themed as like a rock and roll tour you know where you run into trouble but it's like the it's game always... have you ever played the mad monopoly yep 
where the goal is to lose all your money. Yep. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm good at I'm good at that one. I'm good at that one in real life too. Trust me. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just been a a dream come true, and it, it happened so fast. It was just like I joined the band, blink of an eye. We having shows coming up, and we still got a lot of shows, and a, there's a lot of stuff that I am going to experience that I would have never experienced if I've never met Marianne Toilet. Like, we're going up to do a kink festival in Vermont is our next Wait, is it booking the con- gig. Is it in August? Blackbeard? Yes. Yes, the Blackbeard one. The, the carnival? We're doing the carnival one, but we're also in the same place. They're doing one, I think, in the beginning of next month. It's a kink festival at the same campground. Oh, wow. He's he uh, asked me to vend at the carnival one. Oh my! You should go to the carnival one. You'll be able to. Skittles is definitely going to be there. Skittles will be at the Kink Fest. Going to try to make like penis balloon hats <laughs> to give out the merch table to try to get people to buy our merch. And I <laughs> and any listeners out there, you know, if you see a local band, you see that they have buttons for sale, stickers, whatever, buy that stuff. That's oh, yeah. how that's how we eat. You know, that's that's usually we go on tour, we lose money. It's we pay to go on tour. It's our vacation. Oh yeah. And that's also how you uh have enough gas to get away from the shady yeah. end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Buy I mean, more what... merch and I we won't stay in any more abandoned inns with a creepy guy. <laughs> but I mean, those are the experiences though. Like with uh when like I stayed with Marianne before like the uh, the Kuklers wedding in uh New Hampshire. Yep. You know, uh beautiful little house. I'm like, this is great. Just that area from where I live. It's I'm sure it's the same for like you like coming from like Mass. Like it's just with the mountains and everything. It's just yeah. so scenic and beautiful. But it's like, you know, you got this nice little house. I'm like, something's gotta happen. And it was like, all right, hey, let's just make a shitty little horror movie. And then before you know it, we're all fucked up and the house is surrounded by like 30 some eyed cows mooing oh and stampeding. And we're just like, oh, my God, what is going on? Yeah, I think I think that's funny how that works. You know, you you get so used to being around so many people and hearing so many you know cars driving by that once you go someplace that is, you know. Nothing's around, you automatically think I'm going to die. Oh, yeah. But the, the likely of it, you know, you're going to die more likely with the people that are all surrounding you. Oh, yeah. Especially Instead of in being my alone area. somewhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> especially in yeah. New Jersey, let me tell you. Yeah. Toxic I mean, Avenger is going to come out. Oh, no. He'll save me. He'll yeah. be good. That's our superhero. But yeah, no, it's New Jersey's I, number one superhero. I, I got I, the I, comics. Don't worry. <laughs> Hell, yeah. I live in a like a shore like town area. And yeah. uh it's like, you know, it's, it's kind of like with Salem, how Salem, like come October, it's like Salem's a spot pe- people go to, but that time of year, it's like, you know, this, yeah. it's the beaches and everything. So it's, you don't really have it too much all year round, but like starting this coming weekend, actually started this weekend already all through like beginning of September. Oh, forget it. I'd rather be in the mountains with the cows. Yeah, I'll train all those cows, bring them back down with me. 
<laughs> Replace them with the tourist, you know. <laughs> Put them on the beach. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you have the uh, like the Kink Fest coming up. Is there any more uh, dates you got lined up? That I know sometimes you can't announce stuff just yet, but anything. Um, there hasn't been any rules. I'm just trying to think of what I have remembered. Uh, I don't know when the date is, but I know after the Kink Festival, we're going down to Providence, Rhode Island for um, Pride. Oh, nice. And we're doing a show down there for Pride, which, you know, that's that's an honor to me to be, you know, to, to do something and perform with something with Pride as, you know, a straight male. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's like, I, it's a complete honor. And that's another thing that I wouldn't be able to do without Marianne Toilet. Oh, yeah. Now, that's a, yeah, because she's very big, like, mm-hmm. advocate and everything. And it's, yep. so that, that is really cool because it's, you know, I'm in, I'm in the same boat. I love to support, you know, I would yep. love to play and support that. But I'm like, nah, with me, I'm like, I wouldn't even try to because it's not yeah, my spot. It, it's for their voices. Mm-hmm. And, but with Marianne, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So and that's, we, that's a big part of the band. You know, we, we stand up for, you know, these drag queens that are getting banned all over the place. You know, we're standing up for these people that are getting kicked out of the bathrooms just because they, decide to use a certain bathroom you know and we don't think that's very fair you know and we like to show support we like to make people laugh and i think laughter is what gives people a more of a spiritual wind to go back into the battle of life oh yeah yeah it's we um we played a show with a band that's like on like a little hiatus, Hateful Scarecrows that I'm in. Uh, we played a show at this bar in North Jersey that a week prior, like a friend's band played. Mm-hmm. And same thing with the bathroom. The uh, the guitarists are both trans and they wouldn't let her use the woman's room. And yep. like literally like broke her down and all that and i remember hearing about because i was actually up in new hampshire playing a show so that's mm-hmm. why i wasn't there but i remember here i'm like oh my god i'm like and we're fucking playing here next week so we were playing it was a benefit for like uh homelessness like you could it was like donate food yeah. to get in so <laughs> at this bar like it was a decent crowd we're like all right well what can for you know straight dudes do about this each amp and i believe my bass drum we had like a pride flag a trans pride flag we had and i i'm pretty sure my one of the flags too is also uh an antifa flag mm. just draped over everything and before we even started the set jacob the lead singer had just like the speech and talking about homelessness but turned it all into homelessness within the trans community and yes. given statistics and all stuff like that. And we just, that's how we opened the show. And like everyone that was there just like erupted. But like you could kind of pinpoint some people here and there that were just looking like, who are these fucking pieces of shit? And like, mm-hmm. but it's like one of those things that we're like, all right, saw an opportunity. Take yeah. it. Like, you know, it's, it's hard to support, like do things in support, like with events, but like anything out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's where we could take it 
and run yeah, I and feel show like the support. That's what we got to do. You know, these other people that, you know, disagree us as, you know, straight males, we shouldn't just, you know, tuck our heads and like, you know, cower back. We should stand up. Oh, yeah. Even though it's, it doesn't represent us, but it's still a fight we can fight. Oh, yeah. And that goes with so much stuff in today's society, too. Also, where it comes to, you know, just anything. (laughs) Yeah. Race, all stuff like that. It's, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very outspoken. At work, I work with nothing but middle aged white dudes that are always blaming woke, woke cancel culture. Yep. That's, that's how it is, you know. Well, I'm sitting here drinking a Bud Light. Yeah, I'm drinking a Bud Light seltzer right now saying fuck you to anyone that disagrees to any of this. <laughs> Not even a Bud Light, a Bud Light seltzer. Oh, dude, these retro tie-dye ones. This is pink lemonade. Is like, Holy sh... This variety pack, try. There's pink lemonade. There's um, cherry limeade, blue raz, and uh, what's the fourth one in the pack? Twisted berry, which kind of tastes like warheads. And that's the Bud Light sponsorship portion of the show. Support us, Bud Light. Sponsor the pod. <laughs> but anyway. Bud Light, sponsor, but not a sponsor. But a sponsor? I, <laughs> I tried getting Trulies. I, I, I did a Trulies ad, but they didn't they didn't write back to like stand. So that's why I'm going to Bud what Light about, now. <laughs> what about contacting uh Death Wish? Oh, uh, Death Wish could be cool. Nah, I really not Death Wish, Liquid Death. Liquid Death. There we go. The, yeah, yeah the, the canned water. That's something they, they they'd sponsor you, man. They might. I I'm I'm one. I'm like right now. I really don't care about sponsors. The only reason I would want to get sponsors and start bringing this mo- money into the pod is to do more with the pod for the arts communities and all that. But also because I would like to give some money to my great editor and best friend matt who i i love you matt here's your little shout out i i, I see you blushing from across the street right now <laughs> it's we like, love you matt it's like one of those things where it's just like no that's where it's like you know that's where i would want to bring money and just to you know mm-hmm. take care of shit like that but i i wouldn't go to bud light or truly's for a sponsorship just yet anyway (laughs) so you you wouldn't but terror tunes would right Mm. dingus is a fucking whore he'll do anything dingus had his own kettle corn once upon a time but the company went out of business and there's so much i don't know what happened but all i know is i got my box of kettle corn i have none left it was delicious but it's he oh he would he would take a sponsorship from anything or anyone mm. because at the end of the day his mindset is take the money i'll do the yeah. bare minimum yeah <laughs> so i uh, talked about music you know a little bit at all that and the journey's just begun i feel yes. with where all that's going let's uh let's talk about the haunts a little bit because you know, you're a haunt actor and you know, I've had well maybe I know one I, I wanna say maybe two, it's besides the point. I know Josh Stapleton, if you're listening, love you, buddy. He's a haunt actor and well, Halloween's kinda right around the corner. If people could say Christmas is, I could say Halloween is, it's closer. Yeah. So what um what got you into like getting into haunts and all that? 
Um, it was it was my girlfriend. She was a part of this haunt in the beginning, and it was the funniest thing was I didn't start off as a clown my first year. It's so like my first character I had like a silicone mask that was like glued onto my face, and it was like a bat character, and I was like, I'm Bat Boy, and I'd just <laughs> run around the circus tent. But anytime I would like try to scare someone, the neck flap would come undone and unglued. So it would just flop out when I would like be talking to people and have to like tuck it back in my shirt and wait for the next person and be like, ah, and it would flop. And I'm like, oh my. And then that's where I decided I'm just going to do a clown. I've always loved clowns. Grown up, met a couple clowns. And I think just my interaction with a clown for the first time was a good interaction, which made me love clowns. Other people have the opposite experience, but I think that's where I dove into being a clown because my girlfriend was a clown and we we're working in the tent, but ended up developing my makeup. And let me tell you the first time I did my makeup and designed it, it was awful. Yeah. It was terrible, you know, but eventually I got used to it and I, did a lot to develop my character. And then what's great about it is that I've already had a developed character ready to go into this band. Yeah. And we've been doing the haunted attraction for six, maybe seven years. I, I, I'm, I'm losing, I'm losing count. And it's just such a fun experience. Everyone at Haunted Overload, all the scare actors are volunteers. The people who build the structures in the woods that are permanent structures that are like three stories tall, all volunteers, because at the end we have a party and we take all the money that we've made that, you know, a portion of it that the haunt makes because all these volunteers as a scare actors, as these builders, and we donate to our local animal shelter. Oh, hell yeah. And it's, it's in the thousands. Damn. Oh, that's all. I think, I think last year they raised about 70,000 for the local animal shelter. Holy shit. Now is it, now is this a, you said haunted overload. Yep, Haunted Overload in Lee, New Hampshire. Now, with Haunted Overload, is that, I I take it, that's like a month-long one, especially like with the structures on it. sounds like a lot goes into this where it's a month-long haunt. They they do it on weekends in October. All right. But what's, what's great about this haunt is that through the winter, through the summer, they're building new structures. They're changing the pathway that goes through the woods. So every year you come through, there's a new experience. There's scare actors coming in that are new. There's new characters being developed. It's a great place. A lot of bands go there and shoot music videos, which, you know, the owner of the Han, Eric, is super kind enough to let any photographers come in and do photo shoots, do music videos. And it's been a lot of fun for the scare actors because bands would come in and want to shoot a music video. And they're like, we need monsters. Mm -hmm. And then here's a bunch of scare actors get to being a music video for the first time. And I think it's just all around great. And I think the experience of being a scare actor is great because you, 
it's it's addicting. You get that one scream and you make that one person laugh and pee themselves. You know, you make people crap their pants <laughs> and you get to tell jokes. And I think the biggest struggle of going from haunt acting to Marianne Toilet and the Run's doing like a 45-minute set, at the haunt, there's like 10-second interactions. Yeah with these people and they're not going to remember you. So you could make a fool out of yourself and that person's not going to remember it or it's so I had to get used to having the spotlight on me for that amount of time frame instead of like just having a 10, 10 second quick little pun I can throw or scare them real quick. And I think, I think I like it a lot better just, being able to be up on stage to be able to do a lot more than just a quick 10 second routine. Yeah. Shit. You talking about it. It reminded me Dagan. I don't think you're listening, but if you're listening, I'm sorry. My buddy, Dan Agan, who created the terror tunes logo. He's mm-hmm. a part of um, down the road here. We have operation Halloween is one of the yep. things. And uh, it's the same thing. It's for charity and all that. I forget what it goes towards, but um, like he he was like saying to, just recently, he's been trying to get me to go for years. I went the one year, mm-hmm. and then like it's just stuff always comes up. I just found out recently that it was uh, I want you to be in it, and I'm like, dude, well, I could probably do that, but you just talk it. it's it's big. I did the where town haunted hayride, the town haunted hayride. Did it as a kid, I did it when I was older. And it's just like you talk about everything. It makes me think back to it. It's like just the creativity with it stuff. So much, but like I w- I was put on a skit the second t- day of being one. It was opening skit. These people like really didn't have an idea. It was just like a dead body on the table. People had like doctor's outfits, and there was like a fridge. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to slap all this blood on me. I'm going to go in the fridge. They're like, you're going to go where? I'm like, in the fridge. You're going to scream. You're going to bump into the fridge. I'm going to fall out. You go under the table, have the light flickering. You in the doctor's uniform say, like, time to die or some corny bullshit. Walk up, grab the knife, and go behind her, and then kill the light. We ran it once, and just all of them, their eyes, like, lit up. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is great. Like the 50th time falling out of that fridge, I'm all bruised up. I'm wearing, I was wearing a gorilla shirt. It's my favorite gorilla mm. shirt I ever owned. It hung onto the door clip of the fridge. And now I fall and twist. And I'm just like looking up at the chick who bumped in. And I'm like, catch the fridge. Because I didn't, I did, didn't know if the fridge was going to fall on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. We've 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 had people get so scared they slammed into the walls, and you just see like the walls start to come down, and then through, you know you you just have to hold it up there and like walkie <laughs> to the like you know the you know the owners to come in with a screwdriver real real quick. But it's it's a lot of maintenance too, and I highly recommend anyone listening, and even you, definitely you, to go try it out to the even point where I'll even offer you an opportunity anytime to come guest act at the haunt we work at in our circus tent. Well, it's about time you invite your brother to a fucking event. Anyway. (laughs) I just found you. Come on. (laughs) Anyway. 
<laughs> so and I think it's it's funny the first time first time I've actually met you at that um punk rock market in Mass- Massachusetts. Yeah, that Chris held at yeah, the LBFW. That was the first time I've actually seen Marianne Toilet perform live. Oh wow, really? That was mm-hmm. That was the first time I've ever seen Marianne Toilet in drag. Wow. And I, like like in like one on one like right in front of me. I've seen pictures and all this and it wasn't I've heard the tales. It, yeah, I've heard the tales. It wasn't till our first show when we were putting on our makeup in Jeffrey, New Hampshire was the first time Marianne Toilet saw Twinkie for the first time. I so Twinkie and Marianne Toilet met as characters for the first time right before we played our first show to this mini tour. I just thought of something. That innkeeper. <laughs> Did you have to walk by that innkeeper? I was I was dreading it the whole time, but he was missing. Like he yeah. was, he was nowhere to be found. He was, like, he was it, finishing off the other guests. Yeah, I, he was a ghost. All I was th- picturing is like the you know Stephen King book. You know, walking in there like The Shining. You know, get greeted by a bartender. Like, hey, you think the play? You wake up the next morning, it's like abandoned. Oh my god, that's too. But fun. it's it's funny. Well, speaking of makeup, Marianne Toilet for their last show at the Tank put glitter all over my makeup where the colors are. So I had the blue glitter, the yellow glitter, black glitter, the red glitter all over my mouth. And I, I hate glitter, but I'm like, I'm like, if a drag queen tells you to put glitter on your face, you fucking put glitter on your face. And that's, that's what I did. I put glitter on my face and now there's glitter all over my house. Oh. There's glitter inside my mic. Oh, and now I'm like, I understand now when I got Marianne Toilet's tuner pedal to use that it was covered in red glitter, and I was like, <laughs> now I know why. <laughs> and it's like it's like glitter and glue, so it won't come off of the pedal. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I wish. So I, I'm embracing it now. I I know I have a video of it. I wish the venue was still around, but it's not. There was a venue I played like in uh, Tom's River, New Jersey, that they had a little shop of all local artists and stuff. And there was a little like five by five at most crocheted like art piece that just said glitter is just clown herpes. Yep. Well, (laughs) that's that's funny. I've I make uh pubes packs of twinkies pubes to sell and i put on like the business card it says one in five have crabs and i literally took one out of five and put red glitter inside the ones that have so it's it looks really cool it's like red glitter with the hot pink you know clown wig pieces and the blue clown wig pieces (laughs) dude I, i was just i was giving those out like business cards while i was on the road I, I'm like, I want my pubes. I was tipping the bartenders with my pubes. It's a currency. It really it is. is a currency. Other bands, you know, trading buttons for pubes at the other merch tables. That's the thing. I wish I wish I talked to you before the show because I need your pubes and I totally want oh, to I, I I trade it. I have plenty. I, I'll keep you one. I'll grab one with crabs for you. 
Yeah, yeah. I, see, I'm not a big seafood guy, but I, I would like my Twinkie Peeps with crabs. Yeah, it's the, it's the jackpot. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> they even, I even put a scent to them. So the freaky people that want to open the bag up and smell my pubes, it's going to have a scent. <laughs> I've thought of everything. I, it just dawned on me. The, the If you're listening to this and haven't listened to the previous episode with Mike Trondo, James Band of Photography, um, out of nowhere, we just hit this switch. And we just, I don't know how many times we said the word cunt. And between this and that, I'm just like, that explicit button, I better make sure I hit it. Because if someone wants to listen, they might, they might get a little treat they weren't bargaining for. <laughs> hey, Cancel hey, culture, man. Hey, people got to sell stop, pubes stop sometimes. Stop canceling drag queens. Cancel clowns. We deserve it. This is true, but not us <laughs> clowns. Other clowns. Yeah, other clowns. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go after the Joker and Pennywise. They've made enough money. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. Us clowns, we ain't worth nothing. Yeah, we're poor. We need You'll get money. cubes. That's it. That's my <laughs> currency. <laughs> we barter merch with pubes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. So you're doing Marianne Toilet. You're doing the haunts. What what else is there stuff that Twinkie hasn't done that Twinkie wants to do? I it's like I need to because I and you've done you know birthday I've, parties and stuff. I've done so birthday like, parties, I've I've been in music videos, um, I've done videos at the haunt. They every year they have the videographer walk around film and then they put it together a big movie at the end of all the scare actors because we don't get to see the other actors performing while we're performing yeah um but something i would like to do that i've never done before just hope skittles ain't listening i like a twinkie might strip imagine twinkie at like chippendales this is where shit gets dangerous because I always joke about, yeah, I'm going to make my only clowns, but, oh, but smart. I, and I, have, I, I have a few clown friends that would, would be all about that. Well, I love, I love the conversations of this, you know, mentioned Rudy, Josh, Dagan, Carrie Russell's boobies are on my TV in eight days a week, but <laughs> I just look up. I'm like, wow. But, um, about uh all of that and it's like you know being the one year anniversary episode celebrating having great talks with you you know you do so much yep. awesome shit so much to talk about but it's like with those little flashbacks and all that and you saying stripping angelina sophia she is a burlesque dancer i had on mm-hmm. that told me boylesque should do it boylesque boylesque clownlesque we could be clown burlesque dancers. <laughs> hey, there's going to be a burlesque drag queen burlesque night at the kink fest we're doing. Might, might have to drag you along and do our first show, you know? Oh, wow. Oh, God. <laughs> All we need is some some tight clothes. We just cut them up and we just need chairs and we just spin around and sit in them sexual like it's and that 
right there is the debut and last performance all in one combo pack of Ho Ho and Snowball. Yep, you, you get your tickets now. It's once in a lifetime experience. It's gonna be immediate sellout. <laughs> I mean, like, but like with that though, like you know, it is like burlesque is such like an amazing performance art stuff, and you, yep. like with her with like they did like ruin childhood and stuff. Like I always mm-hmm. saw the story. I'm like, I saw a girl dressed up as Helga G Pataki grind on a football with blonde strands of hair on it and then lick it. I'm like, I, I can't, I couldn't watch Hey Arnold for like five minutes. <laughs> I, I, I love my Hey Arnold. Ain't nothing yeah. keep me from Hey Arnold. But it's one of those things where it's like, like with the music and stuff too. And like some of the acts and like, she's had so many acts she had fun with, but then like, she had an act. Oh, it's I forget, I forget. I think it was dedicated to her grandma or her mom. I forget. I'm drawing a blank right now. I'm so sorry if you're listening, Angelina. But like, just talked about like how much emotion and shit went into it. And like, it's it is such a beautiful art form. And it's like, you know, with how creative you are and stuff. I mean, I'd, I'd watch mm-hmm. you. I'd, I'd watch you do burlesque. I'm just. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd need to get some <laughs> lessons. For oh sure. yeah, yeah. It, it it. I feel like it's very much on the same page wrestling, where it's like mm. you know you you got to be broken into the business, like because you got to start as a stage kitten with burlesque. Yeah. So it's you got to be kind of broken into the biz, broken yeah, we, into. We need to be hush, jumped hush. into the gang, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! They jump Ooh. us, then put a bunch of bowler hats on us. Rip our shirts off. <laughs> one of us. One of us. We're, we're tied up with deflated balloons for balloon yeah, animals. Yeah. <laughs> Clowning's dead. <laughs> they, instead of using duct tape, they just keep shoving cotton candy in our mouth, trying to muzzle us with it. Just dissolves though. Yeah, that, that would be hysterical because after a while, you totally wouldn't be able to talk or anything. Your mouth will be so yeah. dry, but. <laughs> Oh did, we, did you just come up with a form of torture? Like, I, I, I think we both did. We're accomplices here. You know, man. Cotton candy waterboard, we'll call it. Well, oh, man. I feel like we should start a clown gang now. Oh, we're on it. What, what, what? Well, I, I did always, and I, I have a shirt with the design it has the it has a yellow eye and a blue eye it looks like the punisher logo but the mm-hmm. teeth are bowling pins oh yeah yep i love that yeah. logo and i was using that that was gonna be like the kind of like you know the terror tunes i i hate to say gang crew whatever logo but it was i have a song and it's from the movie hot fuzz just a throwaway line in it that mm-hmm. makes me crack up Crusty jugglers. Yes, no. that's the that's the game. That's the gang name right there. So we could just we could just officially start the crusty jugglers. The crusty jugglers. <laughs> Godfather is Krusty the Clown from The Simpsons. I love Krusty. We we just worship him every like every <laughs> August for like International Clown Month. Oh man, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Did now, you know it, that 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 carnival festival is gonna be during international clown month oh wow no so you you definitely should come to that Ah, and and sell your paintings sell if you haven't checked out this guy's paintings 
or this guy's art that he makes out of his broken skateboards or his drum heads, man. You gotta you gotta check them out. They're incredible. Oh wait, you were talking about me. I thought you were talking about Blackbeard Productions. Cause I'm like, wait, he does art on all that stuff too. I've only seen him no, make no. like paddles and like, you know, kink toys. And they're beautiful. They're beautiful. We should get him kink toys. <laughs> but um <laughs> Some I, I Westside say, Rats had at their merch booth with sex toys at the All Ages show. And I'm like, oh, hey, how you oh, doing? Wow. <laughs> See, um, what's it called? Uh, it's one thing that, uh, shit, what was I going to say? I lost the train of thought. I just started thinking of sex toys and Carrie Russell's booby. Uh, oh, August. So mm-hmm. that week, it's like it's tough with work because that's like a busier time of year. Yeah, and but that Sunday I am actually going to be in Massachusetts as of now. Sad, I'm probably going to head up Saturday, stay, and then I'll be there Sunday, leave Monday. Yeah, for uh, like a live podcasting like event that I'm going to. So it's it's more it's more of a play trip. But uh, so it's yeah, like yeah. with that event, it might be it might be a little tough. But yeah, I mean, but you you come up, then we can we kidnap Marianne Toilet, and then we. Put him on the podcast. <laughs> could could do that. Could hmm. I I think I, I think I know a way to make it happen. A new a new segment just called Surprise Podcast. <laughs> just show up. Jumped into the culture. <laughs> Jumped into the culture. Jumped into you, the culture. You, you just run on stage and just start interviewing bands. See, all right, so you get jumped into the crusty jugglers with the cotton candy in your mouth, dries you up. With the cold yeah. sure, just pour Kool-Aid powder in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> while but wearing, like, but while like from, aviators in a from, from high up. So, like, the Kool-Aid barely gets in their mouth. Oh, God, if it goes and in it's the just eye. Like, it's just oh. like an antiquing of just Kool-Aid powder to the oh, face. God. Oh, God. That, oh, God, that would be so terrible. <laughs> So you mentioned Krusty before and said uh, also Pennywise and Joker, you know, yeah, you're a big clown guy. You love it. I, I got to ask, you know, what, cl- what clowns do you love? And I would say maybe like take some influence from. Okay. So my influences where my clown came from. I take a lot of influence from um, Emmett Kelly and Emmett Kelly Jr. All right. Um, that whole hobo businessman clown look where in the Great Depression, there was a lot of homeless businessmen and all this stuff where I kind of took that aspect into my clown where I grew up in the era of like the opium epidemic. And I'm like eight years sober from heroin i used to be really heavy into drugs lost a lot of thank you i lost a lot of friends and uh, people that i went to school with from drugs and some of them i didn't even know were doing the drugs until they were dead and my clown represents that homelessness and that drug addiction with all these punk homeless kids on the street so I like to think that my clown represents all 
the friends and family of I've lost through the years. And it's a great coping mechanism for myself and my sobriety because I get to portray my old self as, you know, a drugged out person, but in a clown performance, which gives these other people that may be struggling with this addiction to be able to laugh at themselves, which will make them feel better about themselves. Yeah. Ah, I love it. It it really is one of those things that's like once you hit that point of, you know, like sobriety mm-hmm. and everything, you think back to things and it's like, you know, I, I hate to say it this way, but like you see people that are, you know, like using whatever. Yeah. And it's like, man, I was doing that. And that makes you think back to times where you thought you were on top of the world, but you're like, no, I... I literally was just a laughing stock, like you yep. know, and it's and it's like I hate to, with how serious the drug epidemic is, I hate mm-hmm. to put it that way, but it's like when you, when you've gone through it, you you have that sense of like shit, like you think about who you are now and how full of life you are now and stuff. Yeah. It's like I literally just was this just shell, this fumbling, just comedic yeah. shell, and so it's. Uh, it's like I like that too, and it's like it's a good tribute as well. Mm-hmm. To, you know, it's here like the uh, like the heroin epidemic's like terrible, yep. and I've I I could count more people than I got fingers. I almost said count more people than I got hands. I'm like, oh, two's not yeah. that detrimental of a number, but <laughs> like, it's, but yeah, uh, for sure, it's the I feel like people that who've gone through this and who are now sober need to speak up and tell their story about, yes, I used to be a drug addict. Don't be ashamed. Tell these other drug addicts, someone struggling with something, give them your phone number. 99% of the time, they're not going to call you, but it's just that gesture that someone out there cares might give them the push to start climbing up that slippery slope. It's very much like, you know, with mental mental illness, with like depression mm-hmm. and stuff. So many people were scared to talk about depression because it would just either get brushed off or, you know, be yeah. like, oh, just quit being so, you know, quit being so fucking sad, you know, like mm-hmm. with drugs. Oh, just stop doing drugs. It's easy. Just stop. Yeah. Like it's one. Of the, but like it's one it's, of the worst it, things you can say, you know. Yeah, it's it makes people not want to talk about it. It's just like mm-hmm. to bring like pride back into it. The whole point of pride is celebrating who you are. Yeah. Like, and it's one of those things where it's like you always hear people, oh, like I, I don't care who people are, but like, you know, just be yourself. Like, why do you have to celebrate? I'm like, because it's people that were shut down and not allowed to express it. They're yep. celebrating the acceptance, how you know, sadly, it's not fully accepted, and it should be. But how many more people are are, are accepting of, like, you know, the LBGTQ community? So it's yeah. like, it's it's the whole thing with like drugs, mental illness. It's like we mm-hmm. live in a world now where there's so much more to it. Where I totally agree. It's like people need to need to stand up. Just, everyone, yeah. everyone has a story, you know, and us as a society need to listen to people's stories and tell our stories. That's why I I love this podcast 
that's why you. I love going around with the band because I'm meeting all these different people who are telling me their struggles in their lives. And I try to, you know, these kids see me, you know, with my leather jacket and then they see my big eagle tattoo on my chest. They come up to me like, I want a tattoo so bad. I want a tattoo. And I have to tell them, hey, guys, nowadays it's more punk rock to not have tattoos. Yeah. I was like, you know how many tattoos I have right now that I just look at and I'm like, why did I get that? I maybe have like one that like means something. The others are just stupid. Yeah, I, I remember getting them so much and like, mm-hmm. then I just started just not getting them like anymore. Yeah. I just I started putting my money towards like music gear or like yes. equipment with other stuff where I'm like, no, like I want I'd rather put into this and. You know, tattooing is, it's an amazing art form and all, but there's mm-hmm. so many people that do it just to do it, yeah. which sucks. But you should, that's a perfect selling point to the kids. Be like, hey, well, if you want tattoos, <laughs> tell, you, tell your parents 400 bucks. I'll come do your birthday party. I'll give you and all your friends tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> just go with the temporary tattoos. Yeah. Well, what I like to tell these kids, I'm like, think about what you want to get <laughs> and use a Sharpie and put it on your arm where you want to get it. See if you like it when it's there for a month. Yeah. That's a very good thing. Because at the time when I was younger, I would get a tattoo and then I would wake up the next morning and be like, what the hell is that on my arm? Like, (laughs) oh, yeah, it's this stupid, you know, bats that I got for no reason because I just saw it on the flash sheet in the tattoo shop. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the one thing I have, you know, a bunch of the. 13 tattoo like the lucky Mm -hmm. 13 tattoos i was just getting because i love the super little ones but they're they're hidden and that's that's my little bullshit just for fun oh i'm stupid i got them i got them on my forearm i that that, like 13 tattoos like the ones that like deal for 31 dollars you get a tattoo but it's like a 13 in it and you're like yeah well for us, before it got popular, now it's that. Before mm. I got pop- I was getting them before they were cool. No, like, my first <laughs> tattoo was a 13. But when yeah. I was getting them, and the, one of the main reasons I stopped was I was they were only 13 bucks with a $7 nice. tip. So I was each one was $20. So that's why I was yep. like... <laughs> that's, the, that's how they on, get you. On, on the wrist. <laughs> I love you, Matt. <laughs> Matt, the editor of the podcast. <laughs> he has a uh, a Felix the Cat thirteen. He I forget which one I got, oh but my, we went together. Awesome. But he has it right on his li- wrist. He has two tattoos. He talks about wanting to get more, but like getting like legit ones because he has that. And then on his arm up top here, he just has Wawa's logo. <laughs> it just says Wawa with with the goose. <laughs> it's amazing. He's like, I got a tattoo today. I'm like, oh, what'd you get? And he t- sends me a picture. I'm like, no way. No oh way! It's Wawa, like like the gas station, gas station convenience store. Wawa. So, oh, that's the most Jersey Jerseyest thing I've ever heard of. Well, it's funny because he got it without. There's, there's no Wawas up here. I know it's not. You say Wawa, I'm thinking guitar pedal. <laughs> Give it time; it, it'll infiltrate. But uh... yeah. the only reason I know that is because of Bloodhound Gang. Bloodhound Gang and. I believe it's Johnny Knoxville actually has mm-hmm. a Wawa tattoo there. And my buddy got Does it. With, he? he got it without knowing and that he found out. Oh Cause like God. someone, I think someone mentioned somehow he found out. And he just goes, ah, oh. yeah, I got, 
I got a sorry. I got a Viva La Bam the same tattoo Viva La Bam has of like Don Vito on his leg. Oh, I got the Don Vito tattoo. <laughs> oh man, I was like, yeah, like this is so cool. I love Viva La Bam. I, I, I love that <laughs> show too. But now what you should do is get like the walking the Sasquatch in the woods, but get his Bam mm. Margera because that's basically what he's doing. <laughs> 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 sorry, Bam. Not sorry, sorry though. Oh, well, sh- my tattoo kind of looks like Bam nowadays. <laughs> it does. <laughs> <laughs> Holy sorry, Bam. <laughs> Quit drinking, man. Quit drinking. Yeah, seriously. If there, if there's any time to, uh, you know, tie it full circle with everything, with you know, with Twinkie and what Twinkie represents and everything. Yep. Bam could take some notes from Twinkie. Yeah. <laughs> Hitch a ride to our guest socials as we go for a little ego trip. With that being said, I don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about before we start to wrap it up, but we're going for like a little over an hour. We're getting close to, I think, an hour and a half mark. So I don't know if there's exactly how you like it. An hour and a half, yeah. Usually it's a minute and thirty, so a minute and thirty seconds <laughs> on a good day. <laughs> See, I, you're gonna train first, right? <laughs> yeah, gotta get that stamina up. Drink some Kool Aid yeah. and C4 or something. But uh, all right, Twinkie. Well, this is the section of the show we like to refer to as the ego trip. This is where everyone listening, you get your fucking phones out and you get ready to put those thumbs to some good use. To follow Twinkie, where you can see upcoming shows, events, all that. And yeah, just any social medias you have, throw them on the table. And also yeah. anything you want to plug event-wise. Um, I'd say just look me up, uh, Twinkie the Clown, on Facebook and Instagram. And also do the same for Marianne Toilet and Marianne Toilet and the Runs to come see what shows we got coming up. We, we're pretty booked for this summer we've had people trying to get us to do shows but we had to say no and we feel really bad because we're already booked so i think we're going to be doing a lot of shows in the future so check out our social medias oh yeah and for anyone that doesn't know i'm nicholas christian you can find me at colt underscore sure underscore on facebook and instagram at terror underscore tunes t-o-o-n-s underscore on facebook instagram and uh all your music listening platforms and also tiktok which hit over a thousand uh likes so now i could go live and raise hell on there doing things which i'm gonna do to at some point soon but that's besides the point neither here nor there you can also go to terrortunes.bandcamp.com and that's the housing of my art music culture merch and yeah, that's about it. Twinkie, it's been an honor. It's been great. Yep. It's been a pleasure. And, happy and, happy anniversary. Thank you. Yes, and it is. If you made it to the end, thank you for celebrating the one-year anniversary of the Culture Podcast with us. <laughs> thank you for bringing that up. I almost forgot. Hey, but uh, I do what I can. <laughs> re- remember big events to celebrate. Good yeah. clown. <laughs> but... Nah, thank you so much, man. And I know for one, I can't wait to get my ass back up there. Or if you if you come back down, like come back down here, if you come down here for a show or something, 
got to either play a show and see you perform live or get my ass to a show and see you perform live. Because the the pictures, the video, everything I saw, I'm like, I always have fun at Marianne Toilet and the Run show. But now I'm like, I've seen so many. I've seen three incarnations now of the band. And it's like, I need to see that fourth. I need to see new one because it's like this. It's like it's so different than the others. And it's I'm excited to see what you two do together. And also, if anyone else joins the band, what's to come of these Mm -hmm. performances? Because said it in the beginning, Mary Antoinette and the Run Show is an experience. It's not live music. It is, but it's an experience. So best of luck and we'll be in touch. (laughs) <laughs> all right, thank you so much. I'll see you soon. All right, all right, man. Later, all right, later. Like us out on this week's episode of the Cult Short Podcast. Marion Toilet interrupts with their song, Sis Loves Me. Pack of 